Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Sierra Vista, the official podcast of the city of Sierra Vista. I'm your host, Public Information Officer Adam Curtis, and I'm so happy to be joining you once again. It's been a little while since our last episode, but you won't have to wait so long for the next one. We're shifting Let's Talk Sierra Vista to a monthly schedule in hopes of publishing episodes year-round, so expect to hear from us again in May. Today, I'm excited to invite City of Sierra Vista Chief Information Officer Abe Rubio to join us in this episode to talk all about cybersecurity, which is an increasingly important priority for everyone, and especially local governments. Phishing emails have become much more sophisticated since the Nigerian prince scams that began in the 1990s, and it doesn't stop at email. Uh, Criminals use a variety of social engineering techniques to try to gain access to confidential information, personal accounts, or compromised government networks. Abe will discuss an innovative partnership between the City of Sierra Vista, University of Arizona's College of Applied Science and Technology, and Social Engineer LLC that has enabled the city to better test and train its own employees while providing local students real-world experience. Then we'll share some of the lessons learned and offer cyber safety tips you can use in your own office or even at home. Hi, Abe. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Adam. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, let's start by identifying why cybersecurity practices are so important for local governments these days. Um, I know you've been with the city for a long time. Um, I th- think since like the 90s or late 90s, something like that. Um, how, how has it kind of changed uh, over time? I mean, I'm sure you're seeing more different kinds of attacks these days compared to back then, but, but kind of describe how it's changed in your tenure. So yeah, Adam, I've been with the city since uh, 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, attacks have uh, changed quite a bit since then. I mean, it was uh, uh, early on in the stages of email development and stuff, so uh, the attacks that are currently on uh, weren't that prevalent. Most of the attacks were of you know the nature of you know, you know asking for money or sending information, Nigerian prince type uh, of you know requests, and also. Uh, as far as uh, attacks on trying to get into the network, there were more uh, brute force type attacks on servers where they would, uh, you know, send it just a brute force, uh, basically send a bunch of credentials at your network and throw it in uh, and see if they could gain access to it and then try to attack from that. But yeah, I, I think about the Nigerian Prince emails too because yeah. I remember back even in the in the '90s in the early days of email, uh, everyone got those, uh, yes. and there's still memes about those to this day I see online actually. Um, but yeah, those those scams feel very obvious now compared right. to kind of the, the sophisticated nature of kind of what we see these days. Yeah, uh, I mean nowadays it's uh, you know you you you've got. Uh, you know, fishing, vishing, spear fishing. Uh, you know, I don't know who named these, but they've got interesting names. You know, you got malware, ransomware. Uh, you know, and they come in uh, uh, from every different vector. And, and and nowadays, I mean, you know, you're you're amateur hacker because there's so many tools out on the web that are free for people to do this. I mean, they're gaining access to some of these networks. Uh, so since you brought up some of these terms like phishing and vishing, uh, let's let's break down what those mean a little bit. Let, let's start with phishing. I think that's what kind of one of the most common uh, approaches uh, th- these kind of scammers take. Um, so so what what does phishing actually mean? So phishing is uh, an attempt to uh, get the user via an email uh, most most of the time uh, to. Uh, uh, either you know respond, click on something, uh, re- uh, gain a response from them, uh, you know click on a link, click on an attachment, etc. 
uh, also brought up vishing, and that's more of a uh, a telephone type conversation mm -hmm. where the you know the attacker or the bad actor tries to gain access to information via the you know the conversation on the phone, uh, whether they're you know trying to get some information on the person uh, or uh, some information as to how your you know either network is is constructed or you know any type of in information that they can gather or they may also say hey you know can I send you something via mm -hmm. email uh, so that you can provide me some information so gotcha uh, yeah, yeah so phishing is via email vishing uh, is like voice so right. someone calling you that right. kind of thing and mm -hmm. then I think there's something called smishing or there's or uh, like that, right? there's spear phishing which yeah. is similar to to uh, email and and that again is uh, trying to get some information more elaborate uh, methods of doing that uh, you know just uh, a method of trying to get what they call OSINT, uh, which is basically open systems intelligence. So uh, you'd be amazed at what they can gather from social media and oh, yeah. other, uh, you know, things out in in the internet of things there. So I'm sure, yeah, I know um, in just publicizing information about a, a lot of scammers and, mm -hmm. and people that attack private citizens, um, they'll try to pull details from social media and actually mm -hmm. use that to kind of let authenticity to their call or to their scam right. and also threaten people. Right. Um, because I think oftentimes they try to, to, to stir people up and scare them so they don't think clearly and they act kind of in the moment. Right. So, I mean, those are a lot of characteristics of uh, phishing email uh, threats, mm -hmm. uh, you know, urgency, uh, you know, uh, things of that nature uh, or, you know, uh, they go, go back to the, you know, good old, like, hey, this is the boss. You know, uh, I'm in a meeting right now, but could you send me, you know, uh, your information? Or could you go run out and get me a couple of gift cards and send them to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those types of things, yeah. And then, uh, so I think uh, phishing email is one of the most common mm -hmm. uh, issues people deal with in mm -hmm. the office and mm -hmm. even at home. Because, I mean, I have friends that have had their emails hacked and their social media mm -hmm. hacked and all those kinds of things. Um, how many phishing emails do we get uh, at the city or, or how has that kind of increased over time? So uh, based on some of our t statistics, I mean, uh, on our uh, mail filter, uh, some of those could be considered phishing, uh, spam, uh, you know, uh, with payload. Uh, but over the last three months, we've averaged uh, or totaled over 74,000 emails that are mail filter has considered uh, bad or malicious in one way or the other. Uh, we have some other uh, methods and other tools that we use and currently we're averaging about 20 to 25 phishing emails that get reported uh, okay. uh, because we have what's called uh, in our uh, email client uh, a fish tool or mm. you know the, the, the fish alert. Uh, and we ask users to use that. And uh, currently about 80 to 85% of those reported uh, are malicious or try to get you to redirect to other uh, sites that could potentially you know, uh, cause harm to, to the network or uh, to the, the infrastructure. So. 
Right. Um, so you said 20 to 25. Is that in a day? Or? That's daily. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's one of our tools that report. So it could be more because not a lot of people submit the report mm-hmm. like that. Some people just call us or, or, you know, send it in an email. Hey, I received this. I just deleted it. So Right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so uh, so these are obviously you know people that work at the city that, that see these things and report them. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a, a vulnerability everywhere, no matter what your technical infrastructure is, is the human element. So yes. you have to train staff, you have to keep people kind of knowledgeable about what's going on and, and empower them to report it in the first place. Right. Um, so we did kind of a cool partnership uh, uh, at the city um, that, that you, uh, I guess you worked with the University of Arizona College of Applied Science and Technology and Social Engineer LLC mm-hmm. uh, to set this whole partnership up. Um, but I, I, I was uh, one of the users that you know got <laughs> to participate in, the, in it from that end. But uh, describe what it is and kind of how it provided us some really cool real-world experience. So it's interesting you bring bring up that that the user has a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. that's you know one of the first uh, the first uh, basically. Uh, what an attacker goes after. It's, mm-hmm. it's the low-hanging fruits, uh, so to speak. Uh, so uh, prior to, to our partnership, that's what we kind of uh, developed was a training program to make sure that, you know, we made our employees aware, uh, you know, gave them testing. We try to do that every quarter and stuff. And uh, and uh, so far we've noticed some, some very good results. So mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, you know, we had the opportunity to work with uh, U of A and uh, Chris Hadnagy uh, from Social Engineering LLC, who's uh, a very prominent uh, person in the so- social engineering field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he charges uh, a lot of money to do these, and we got it for free. So... Uh, yeah, it's it's a great partnership. Uh, we had uh, meetings. Uh, basically, uh, I sent him a list of all city employees, titles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he sent back, uh, you know, basically what he wanted to do, uh, and uh, we worked from there. So, uh, yes, you were one of the <laughs> the people that he picked, and uh, and. From the reports, Adam, you did very well. So. Oh yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I know I got one phishing attempt into, yeah. in addition to numerous uh, phishing attempts. Um, the the phishing attempt was uh, someone posing as a reporter. Uh, they left me a voicemail, uh, and then directed me to email, which a reporter will never really direct mm-hmm. me to an email they sent. They they will just like you know spam me with with call. They'll try to ping me in every possible way. Right. Um, but yeah, one of the clues for me was like, why are you directing me to an email? And I looked at my spam folder and found the emails like, oh, this is kind of weird. Uh, and then, you know, at that point I will look at the person's name, the news right. agency and see if they actually work there. This person did not. Right. <laughs> so it was a pretty, pretty easy thing for me to discern from there. But, um, if they actually get you on the phone, I imagine it can be a little bit, a little bit trickier because they have yes. more opportunity to kind of trick, trick you and, and manipulate you a little bit. So, yeah. So, uh. We had a, a total of 72 people that were tested mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, that were in the test group. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was sent the scenarios and uh, also sent the, the, the student that would be consul- uh, conducting the, the fish or the fish or, or uh, you know, what other form of, of uh, attack he was going to uh, do. And I had to approve those. And um, 
So at the end of, of, of the period there, uh, I also received the reports from each student recommendations and uh, uh, it was very interesting to see. And, and uh, yeah, you mentioned the vishing ones. We had a vishing one with uh, one of uh, our uh, finance uh, department employee and uh, after listening to it, it was, it was very good. Uh, I mean, I listened to it for about five minutes or so until I, I got the first, you know, part of the hint. And uh, mm. uh, the employee did very well, uh, although I, I don't know if, if at the end of the day, you know, the, the email that, that the person sent ever got open because the, the uh, basically were allotted a, a specific uh, time frame. And uh, prior to to the uh, time frame and, and stuff uh, ending, uh, I had a lot of information. Once it ended, once the students were done, then all that information uh, either didn't get to me. But it, it was very, uh, very well done, very well executed. And, and it's just, uh, you know, if, if I'm that employee and I'm concerned like we are with customer service, mm -hmm. uh, she did great. But a lot of times that uh, being that uh, allows a, a bad actor into into the network. So Right. And I guess I should have set the stage a little better. The, the thing U of A gets from it is their students get real yes. experience, too, because the way this whole thing worked is this class of students in a social engineering kind of course um, are actually tasked with um, non-malicious, you know, kind of right. fake attacks in a way. But but to make them as real as possible right. um, and kind of let loose um, to, to try to trick city staff yes. uh, by through any means possible um, in terms of like the social social engineering repertoire, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, which for me, obviously, I think of phishing emails and I'm pretty well versed in that. But you don't expect to get a phone call necessarily. No. And then it can also be in person, too, because yes. I know we had some USB devices and stuff show up around around the city. Right, so that was uh, the last part of it because uh, we had discussed that, and uh, uh, I had to get approval from uh, the city manager mm -hmm. uh, to do that. So we actually had to write a letter, and the city manager and myself had to sign that, uh, turn that over to Chris, uh, and uh, so that each student would have it uh, uh, readily available if uh, they got caught doing USB drops. Uh, oh, okay. So that they could show it to the police just in case. <laughs> But uh, that was also very successful. Uh, we allowed them to drop uh, uh, USBs at uh, any city facility they chose. And, uh, yeah, it, it gave us some really good insight on, you know, what we needed to, uh, to correct because uh, that was uh, uh, some of those uh, more than, than what I would like got, uh, got through and, and they were able to drop them without... Uh, a lot of uh, challenges. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's human nature to be curious a little yeah. bit. So I can certainly imagine, you know, seeing a USB show up at your counter in your desk and be like, "Oh, I wonder what this is. Let me plug it in." Yeah. Which is the last thing you want to do in that situation. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, they even dropped one by the mayor's car that somebody picked up, and of course, it was labeled HR compensation. <laughs> and you know, being the the you know in, in inquisitive uh, employees that we are somebody plugged it in you know and uh, another uh, method they used was they came up to the front desk and were able to drop one there but 
the conversations uh, centered around the Better Bucks program, and you know, mm -hmm. it was it was uh, so these students do do their homework and they're 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 good at what they do, and and uh, uh, you know, going back to what you said as far as you know, this is something for them as well. Uh, they all asked, you know, because they they. Uh, they did a really good job, and they all asked if they could put us down as a reference for, you know, for their jobs. And I was like, sure, I mean, you guys, uh, you know, did what you needed to do as far as, you know, doing all your research and, and, uh, and everything that, you know, you conducted. So uh, I think it's been a great partnership. Uh, it, it allowed us to, or me especially, to kind of go to to upper management and say, hey, here's where we're lacking, here's where we're doing good. Uh, you know, you, you need to maybe prioritize a little bit more or, or you know, give us a little bit more uh, in the cybersecurity realm as far as, you know, tools to use and, and things of that nature. It just gave us, a, uh, I think, a, a gave me more more tools to go out and ask Chuck, uh, you know, so that we could add to our cyber uh, portfolio. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we use a multi-layered approach uh, to try and and, uh, and mitigate some of the things that are out there. So, and I think this was great for us. And it also gave us uh, a lot of, uh, of uh, publicity out, uh, not only at the state level, but, you know, uh, throughout, uh, I belong to an AZCIO group that's uh, made out of, uh, or a uh, bunch of CIOs from all over the valley, you know. So uh, chief information officers. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, and I presented this at one of our quarterly meetings. The uh, state of Arizona deputy director for cybersecurity was there. And uh, he was, you know, really impressed of what we did. And uh, I had uh, several other CIOs say, hey, we want uh, some of the, a piece of the pie, you know, and so, you know, and, and these were, you know, uh, cities up in the valley, Glendale, uh, Marana, and Oro Valley. So, uh, you know, we, we, we did something, we partnered with U of A, and I think it was something that hadn't been done. So I think it's, it was really good for, for us and for U of A, and it's been so good that I received an email from Chris Hadnagy uh, this morning and said, hey, we're ready for the next phase, so. That's awesome. So, looking forward to it, Adam. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's, it definitely takes the training to a whole nother level because yes. um, I did the training you guys uh, do on a regular basis prior mm -hmm. to that. And you click through questions. You definitely learn the kind of basics of, of what things are and how they work and, and that kind of thing. But to actually get real world examples and, mm -hmm. and to realize like, hey, someone could pick up the phone and call you. It's not just going to be this email thing or like someone come, come to your customer service desk, have this really nice conversation with you. And then as soon as you turn your back, they just slip this USB somewhere where someone might pick it up or whatever. Um, I don't think a lot of people really think about that. So I think it opened some, some eyes to that kind of thing, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, along with the, the things you mentioned is physical security is, is mm -hmm. a big, uh, you know, thing that uh, people don't really think of because, you know, we live in a small town and, uh, you know, but there's uh, there's bad bad people everywhere that are just trying to get access to whatever they can get. And uh, really, uh, you know, um, I think one of your questions that you had asked before was, uh, why are small local governments targeted? And it, it's mm -hmm. just that. It's just that 
they have a, a lot of information, a lot of personal information, uh, you know, and uh, uh, based on, on, on studies and stuff, it's just that uh, sometimes the, you know, the, the upper echelon doesn't put the, the, the priority on cyber. Mm-hmm. Uh, staffs are small. Uh, and it's just, uh, you know, uh, sometimes they're, they're just not defended as, as they should. So it's an easy prey for, for somebody looking to get that information and then they sell it on the, you know, on the dark web. So, um, and they can also, uh, do like a ransom kind of style yes. attack. Cause I'm sure people have read these news stories about, uh, police departments even because, mm-hmm. you know, as a municipality, our network's tied with the police department yes. too. So. Um, if they gain access to a network, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff they can potentially hold ransom because right. they're very important. Um, uh, you know, we can't work without technology these days. Right. Everything relies on it. Um, <laughs> so you don't want to be in that situation where um, you're, you're, you know, being held ransom or else you can't do the work you do in very important areas. Right. Yeah. I mean, the other thing with, with why they target uh, local uh, governments more is, uh, you know, uh, we're all trying to 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 get more technology to use to better engage citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to make it easier for them to make payments. Uh, we're trying to you know engage them, like uh, talk to us, see what you you know think about this, uh, all those things. And sometimes they're just you know not as secure as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, with the Internet of Things, uh, you know, governments are are looking at smart cities, but. Uh, that goes back again to not having the staff to properly secure or not having the money to say, well, mm-hmm. I want to go out and, and at least hire somebody to, to let me know. But, yeah, I mean, things like, uh, and we've done it here, we've looked at traffic systems to control, you know, uh, the SCADA systems that are, you know, uh, wastewater, uh, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So all of that is now vulnerable. It's out on the, for the world. So uh, right. and we I, try to isolate those as much as we can from our, you know, production network, but absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, something else I've seen and heard about is that particularly with the really small rural governments that might be easiest to target because mm-hmm. they don't have a big it staff and right. their staff isn't that knowledgeable about this necessarily, um, is once you compromise their network, you can then send out emails from those email addresses mm-hmm. posing as those people. Mm-hmm. So like us, like working for one city might get an email from someone we correspond with regularly mm-hmm. in another city or government or business. Um, but it might not really be them sending them. Right. Their network got compromised, and now they're using that to kind of leapfrog to other networks. Right. Um, and that can be really difficult uh, to, to discern, yes. just because you're like, oh, I've, you know, this is an invoice from someone I get invoices yes. from. I'll go ahead and open that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that has happened here. Uh, there's been several smaller uh, cities in the county that have, you know, had that happen, and we get emails, and all of a sudden it's like, uh... You know, why am I getting this email, you know, and, and that's another type of, of attack, too, where even the bigger cities, like you mentioned, uh, you know, they'll get an invoice and they've lost, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars because it looks very legit from a contractor they do business with. Right. So they pay it. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, the, the real contractor is like, where's my money? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah, you, you have to be very vigilant nowadays and. You know, it's just you don't know where it's coming from. 
but they're coming. Yeah, and I think people can relate to this in their personal lives because I know I've gotten emails and Facebook requests and messages from friends uh, who had their accounts compromised. And then you get that announcement from your friend of like, hey, don't click the emails from me. My, my account got hacked and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, it happens in the office too. Um, and compared to those all night old Nigerian prince emails where it's like, Basically, if it's too good to be true, it's, it's probably it's not, not true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if they're so promising you a fortune or yeah. are part of a fortune just to help them get it into yeah. the country or something, yeah, probably not really true. And, and, and in those examples, it was often kind of broken English, bad grammar, right. um, just kind of etiquette issues, just stuff that would kind of make it obvious initially. Right. But these days, some of that is cleaned up more, so it can be a little harder to figure out. Yeah, some of, we still get some of those that, you know, have that bad grammar, the mm-hmm. broken English, you know, trying to redirect you to a link. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, nowadays, I mean, they're, uh, even with the, with the, you know, the, the push, uh, I call it transformation and, 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 you know, trying to get the, the agile type uh, IT to where everything's getting pushed to cloud and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's even, uh, you know, very, getting very sophisticated. Uh, uh, we we belong to uh, uh, MSISAC, which is uh, an organization of, uh, from the Department of Homeland Security and, and Cybersecurity Department. So we get a lot of alerts daily. But uh, and then we belong to the Arizona uh, uh, Cybersecurity uh, also. So we get a Slack channel with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's it's amazing how much of the the stuff comes through. But with the advent of cloud, they had one uh, the other day where they sent an email and it was uh, came from New Jersey, so their their network had been hacked and it was an invoice and it was asking for payment and stuff. And then when you clicked on the link, it took you to your Outlook web page sign in for email. Mm. And if you just paid attention to that, it was very legit. You had to actually look at the URL. Uh, and it was trying to reroute you to, to a- India. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of people just say, oh, that looks like, oh, you know, so you sign in. So Yeah, so for, for folks at home or who work in an office environment and kind mm-hmm. of wonder, like, so so how do, what, what should I absolutely avoid doing uh, with emails? And how, how can I even figure out if something's suspicious? Like, how can I avoid some of these pitfalls that mm-hmm. would uh, put my, my own information at risk at home mm-hmm. or potentially my employer's information? Yeah, I mean, so basically, if you if you receive unsolicited email, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a red flag. Uh, going back to what you said, grammar, anything with urgency, anything that asks you to, you know, to click on a link or download a file. So threatening stuff that makes you think like, stuff. oh, I have to act yeah. now, otherwise it's going to cost right. me money or something bad's going to happen. Right. Or, yeah. The Nigerian prince types, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you just won the lottery because those still exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you uh, uh, don't recognize as uh, you and you always the, the first thing you should look at is the domain. If mm-hmm. it comes from a public domain or a domain that's either misspelled or you know, uh, not something that, that seems correct. Yeah, so that's like the thing after their name on the email right. address. So at whatever, like right. gmail.com if, or a government thing correct. or whatever. Yeah. If it said at, you know, like gmail spelt uh, G-M-I-A or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are the, the, the things you need to look at. Uh, and, I mean, uh, again, they're getting more sophisticated, but uh, a lot of times those are still there, those, those types of, of things that you can can look at and discern 
that it's probably something you shouldn't click on. Yeah, and particularly don't click on stuff. That's right. a big thing. So you can click to read the email. Right. But if you click on any attachments, any hyperlinks, so those like links that you see mm-hmm. in the body of an email, that's where you get into trouble, right? right? And you can highlight over, like mouse Hover over, over them. Yeah. yeah, mouse over them, and it and it'll tell you what you're trying to, uh, you know, what it's trying to do. And a lot of times it, it gives you a real weird link, and it's like, yeah, that's you know, that's a no-no. So right, yeah. Uh, so what I'll, I'll typically do is if I'm I'm wondering about an email, I'll check that domain, check mm-hmm. their name. Uh, check how they sign off and whatever mm-hmm. business they're representing. And then, like you said, hover over any links or attachments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll see if that stuff matches. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, the domain might not ba- match the business they're claiming to represent right. or the organization they're claiming to represent. Or this link is made to appear like it'll go to the city of Sierra Vista, mm-hmm. but it really goes to this really long, strange right. URL. Right. Um, so those are those are the big red flags I, I try right. to pay attention to and, and then send those fish reports off to you guys. <laughs> right. And I mean, if, if you're still not sure if it's a bill from the city or a bill from, you know, the, the county or something from DPS or something, pick up the phone and call them. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's the easiest way to verify is like, I know we don't we don't do that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's uh, Google is my friend too. Yeah. Uh, so oftentimes, like with that reporter, I can actually then find: is this a right. real reporter? Or do they actually work at that organization? Right. Um, so that's something we reiterate a lot with um, mm-hmm. uh, the police department. Is mm-hmm. sometimes scammers will actually spoof law enforcement phone numbers. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll spoof either sheriff's office or SVPD, right. and that means that when you look at your caller ID, it's like like looks like oh that's coming from the police department or right. the, or this local phone number, um, and then someone will will take a threatening kind of approach of oh there's a warrant out for your arrest or oh like you know this relative is in trouble and if you don't bail them out now like something's going to happen um and they'll try to use that uh semblance or posing as an authority to get you to get a gift card right now Mm -hmm. or do something urgently Mm -hmm. um so i think that's that's a really uh a common common pitfall as well yeah yeah and unfortunately you know all those apps and stuff uh exist out there you know they're very common Mm-hmm. change your caller id to whatever mm-hmm. you you want you know i've had those conversations with my elderly parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so moral of the story is if you're ever in doubt go verify right. what's going on by contacting that Contact. agency directly yes so that's just hang up dial back that number mm-hmm. it's not going to go to the person that just called you if they're mm-hmm. spoofing and then you can check with that agency like hey did you actually just call mm-hmm. me is there actually a detective x y and z or whatever working right. there right. um so Generally, don't act in the moment. Try to try to pull right. back from the emotions and the fear in the moment, and and take a breath and step back and and feel free to hang up and call back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Reassess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing, though. Honestly, is is it's really easy to get kind of stirred up in the moment right. and do something silly. Right. Um. And and a lot of people don't also understand the gravity of it. Just mm-hmm. that with one misclick, you can put your whole organization at risk. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, think before you click, you know, because, yeah, you, you do it. And then next thing you know, it's 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 uh, spread throughout the network. If, if it's not caught and uh, you could be down for you know a few weeks. I mean, it's happened to the, the bigger cities and, and mm-hmm. uh, it's cost them a lot of money and a lot of downtime, you know, like Atlanta and Baltimore and stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. We we certainly never want to be in that situation I, here. I know you don't. I do not want to be in that situation here. So. Yeah, I think that's probably your worst nightmare. <laughs> yes, that's, 
yes it is <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 really great to have this partnership with with u of a and i'm looking forward to this fall when we get to go through another experience with mm-hmm. them too because it really does make me feel like uh we're kind of going above and beyond to, to mm-hmm. educate our folks about this and mm-hmm. and keep up with the the yeah. emerging nature of, of cyber attacks and threats these it's, days it's the ever-changing you know you can't uh, really sit still and and i mean there's Things that happen out in the, in the world uh, change it, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, whatever's going on now with uh, the Ukraine. It's like we get daily, you know, alerts. Be on the alert for this. Be on the alert for that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they were even sending texting yeah. uh, uh, malware. You know, so it's it's just. Uh, and that's something I see these days, too. Yeah. I get some weird texts, too. Mm-hmm. And, and people should even know you don't necessarily want to text stop when it tells you to. Because no. sometimes that's baiting you yes. into a response as yes. well, even, um, if you get these kind of unsolicited texts. I think mm-hmm. that's smishing, I'm pretty sure. I'm not, I believe that's yeah. what it is, yeah. So There's it's like so SMS phishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little confused by yeah. that, too. Um, it's like one of the students used uh, Canary, and I had never heard of Canary, you know. I did a test on uh, one of the employees, and it was a canary. And I'm like, hmm. So I'm thinking a bird, you know, something else, you know. It was, uh... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So moral of the story is if you're ever in doubt, feel free to wait a little bit, ask mm-hmm. for help, ask for a second opinion, right. directly contact the organization that someone's claiming to be from, mm-hmm. and don't just text back or, or respond willy-nilly when you get these kinds of right. things because um, that just kind of feeds into their game. And if you're at work, uh, contact your IT, you know, department, and uh, we'll be happy to to verify if that's you know a valid or malicious email that you've received. So yeah, I'm sure you'd rather get a bunch of of non-malicious ones yes. that you have to go through uh, versus letting a malicious one <laughs> slip through. <laughs> yeah. So. so. Anyway, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with us today, and I hope uh, folks uh, gained a little bit of information from it. It's certainly, um, I- I've learned a lot just working at the city and kind of seeing how these mm-hmm. things have evolved. It's, it's very interesting to see. So thanks a lot, Abe. Oh, you're welcome, Adam. And I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours, but uh, it's just a little snippet, and you know, hopefully uh, people gain some, some knowledge they didn't know. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed our latest episode. We'll talk again next month. As always, you're invited to join the conversation by sending your comments, ideas, or questions to pod at sierravistaaz.gov. That's pod at sierravistaaz.gov. Take care, everybody.